0: Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik has an answer.
1: Talked to some managers and folks, and, and I have, and you know, there's certain iconic artists that, in other times, would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they say, well, you know, they're scared. They're scared for their families. They're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in 1938. Hear more on
0: the Hollywood and Toto podcast, The Right Take on Entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.
2: Just speaking for the party, it's important that you know your place, and I know mine. And you can kind of figure out your place sometimes in the pecking order. Uh, I know I talk about the gym a lot, but it's sort of an easy environment. Do I belong lifting over with those guys who are benching 400 pounds? Not at my age. Do I belong over there in that corner with the young women doing exercises almost solely for Instagram looks, butts, and abs? No. In fact, I shouldn't even be looking over there. What am I doing? You can know your place intellectually, right? In a conversation as you're sitting there, realize that this person over here is a big time expert in architecture. I can ask questions and have opinions, but man, it's not my place to question him on engineering or loads that a beam will take. It's just not my place. The party needs us to know our place. So let's look at the place the party has put us. And then let's ask ourselves, are we going to accept that? And let's contrast and compare, as we like to do, the place in which God would want us to be.
1: The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. No from the high mountains of free America. Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman.
2: Today is a day the Lord has made and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. It's important in the Cultural Revolution that we understand our place and our role. So let's start with our role. Well, let's examine what is so clearly expected of us. Let's go to a commonality. Let's start with this. You know that whole phrase, you will own nothing and you will be happy? From the World Economic Forum, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Seems like a drastic thing to state out front that people are just going to be bereft of ownership. And you look at, for instance, what they're doing with cars. Yeah, cars. The model for cars, the new business model, and they've been talking about this now for it'll be about, in about a year, it'll be about a decade, that they have been fantasizing about the car rental business going mass as people are no longer able to afford cars. Now, they love this idea because it's so much more money for them. See, you look at the sharing economy. You know, Uber is the sharing economy. Lyft is the sharing economy. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Great innovation. You can make money giving someone a ride, and we don't need all these extra taxi cabs, et cetera. Very smart. The people who made cars looked at that model and said, hey, we like that better. Because we could make a whole lot more money if we continue to own the asset and rent it to people. That way, multiple people pay us for the same car. And they just simply looked at the math. So we've got our dealers, and it's a congressional law that you have to use um, dealers to sell cars. You don't get to sell cars direct as a manufacturer. You have to work through auto ship dealers. That's just one of the things that was argued into the law, lobbied in big government style, unless you're Tesla. If you're Tesla, you can sell direct to the public because Elon Musk bought that in his negotiation as he aids the government in switching us all over to electric, which can be turned off. Just at the flip of a switch, you don't get to charge your car. It's harder to store energy than it is gas. So the car rental business math makes sense. Like, you don't have a car in your garage. It's out picking someone else up. Plus, four to five people will pay at once for the same car, going to the same place. So much more profit. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, that doesn't sound that bad. And car ownership can really be awful because you have to have the cost of upkeep and taking it to the shop. Well, guess what? You're going to pay for that too. They're not going to stop charging us to have cars fixed. They're going to roll the price into that. But yeah, it's a huge change, except it's not. The desire to make sure we don't really own anything is in the hearts of the people who end up being bosses of government. You don't own your home. As we think through the place the party would like us to take, Tell me you own your home and let's do an experiment. Stop paying property tax. You will not be in your home. They'll come and get it from you. Eventually they'll take it, sell it and remove you because you rent it. Where does the party want us? They want us paying our bills on time. I got a note from the IRS. And, oh gosh, you know what? I need to respond to that. <laughs> I've typed the letter. I'm famous for delaying taking things to the post office. I just hate doing that. And by the way, the IRS, they won't give you a PO box for this. You can't send it through anything but the postal system because it has some secret uh, uh, address system on it. It's just a note for 143 bucks. And I think what they're saying is that I didn't declare or pay taxes on the child tax credit tax credit check they sent out? Well I didn't because I didn't cash those checks. They sent two of them. I didn't want them. I didn't ask for them. I know it's conjured money. It's not something I want to pretend I needed so I didn't cash them. Therefore I shouldn't have to pay the taxes. But I know this if I don't give them hundred and forty three dollars, it'll become fourteen hundred dollars and then fourteen thousand and I ain't Hunter Biden. In fact, I think they'd like to get me eventually. I'm way down on the list, but they'd enjoy it a lot. Eventually, 14000 becomes 140000 and eventually, I'm not going to get out from under that. So, we need to pay the bills. So, what are we to government? Well, we're an energy source, just like the batteries in a Tesla car. Oh, yeah, you could say the Matrix. Yep, that works. So, what else are we to do? We are to pretend we don't see what we see. It's our job to pretend that we're not watching what we're watching. It's a very important role we're to undertake. And sometimes when you do this analysis, you get the fun little bits of life, like examining what it looks like when the devil tells the truth. (laughs) What does it look like when the devil tells the truth. 80% of Americans are short on magnesium, which leads to feelings of anxiety and terrible sleep. If you're not getting the sleep you need, get to biooptimizerscom slash Todd, use promo code Todd, to get 10% off all their products. Particularly magnesium breakthrough, This is the product I take a couple hours before bed. It's not a sleeping pill. It's nothing like that. It it fights anxiety because it regulates the hormone cortisol. Magnesium does that. Magnesium breakthrough has all seven forms of magnesium. So I feel relaxed. You guys have never seen me relax. I can't be relaxed and do the show. When I relax, I feel warm and ready for sleep. And one of the greatest pleasures in the world is reading a book in bed. after you have your talk with your wife and you're praying, you're reading a book and the next thing you know, you wake up in the morning. I never get that unless I'm on Magnesium Breakthrough. Go to bioptimizers.com slash Todd. Use promo code Todd to get 10% off all their products, including Magnesium Breakthrough, so that your dreams can power your recovery of your body and then you can power life. Bioptimizers.com slash Todd, promo code Todd for 10% off. We're continuing to look at uh, the role the party wants us to adopt. One of the things we're to do is to not state what we sow obviously see and i asked as a subset question to that what does it sound like when the devil tells the truth
0: i know folks say oh they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town um that's true because it's true
2: but it's also true for months and months and months prior to apec we've been having different conversations oh different conversations thanks gavin newsom incidentally so you know as he's speaking let me give you the layout. There's Gavin Newsom pretending he uses the word folks behind him on a stage right. So in other words, our left is a black man in a construction outfit We're to believe he's actually working in construction. Maybe he is an Asian woman in a dark blue dress. So now we've got that color handled and to his stage left. In other words, our right is a black man an Asian woman in a construction outfit. Then it looks like a Jewish man, but he's wearing a woke mask and a hat. So he's got it all handled in terms of his shadow presidency because he's running for president. But here's what we're not to see. The people of San Francisco, even in that unbelievably progressive falling over to the left city, have been demanding a cleanup to these camps. I remind you that that is a town where there are legitimately multiple apps that you can download so that you do not step in human feces. It's, it's, they're, they're poop apps. There's been people who have been now killed by, of course, illegal immigrants who are living on the streets. It's a very constant occurrence for people to have their cars broken into. It happens every, it happens multiple times a day. There are parts of the city, such as across from the courthouse, where you would be a fool to walk alone as a woman, or frankly, as a man alone. But when the dictator of China comes to town, they instantly clean up. And they don't just clean up. They beautify. So when Gavin Newsom speaks the truth that he's doing this because all these fancy leaders are coming to town, and then he says, but we've been having different conversations. Yes, you've been having conversations in the background for decades about how this is helpful for you. We are not supposed to see the congressional votes. We're not supposed to see that people get weight in the Electoral College for Congressional votes, We're not supposed to notice that. We're not supposed to notice that the separate country of Washington has extra congressional seats, I think three of them, by virtue of the fact that they've imported illegal immigrants, that they let people live on the streets. We're not supposed to notice the fact that the human bodies rotting on the streets with actual flesh-eating zombie-like viruses represent dollar signs to Gavin Newsom dollar signs from states that don't allow this. Iowa, you pay to store people on the streets of San Francisco. Texas, you do the same. And I know you've got your problems with Austin. So our role is to not see what we see. Certainly not to talk about it. As Gavin Newsom is making this announcement and having this press conference, it comes two days after what could have been a monumental catastrophe of human life. It's the 10 freeway in Los Angeles. Have you seen the pictures of this? So the freeway, the 10 freeway had a homeless camp below it. And you can look at the pictures. It's in the show notes. There were wooden pallets stacked I think it looks to be about four or five stories high. And I'm talking about hundreds of wooden pallets stacked. Have you ever started a campfire? What do you want? Dry wood with air spacing. What else is four to five stories of wooden pallets? What else do you want? Well, if you're really good at making fire... Of course, you shave off a little bit of wood and you have some zinc, you have some fire starter, you don't need fuel. But if you're not a great fire maker, one of the things you might take with you on your trip, you might take some old oh, cotton balls in Vaseline. It's a way to start fires, just real quickly. Light that, boom, it has a life, it burns, it lights up the little kindling, and now you start off and you got the fire. You know what else was there? Propane tanks. Why? Because in addition to the propane tanks and the massive stack of dry, stacked kindling five stories high below a freeway on which people drive, there were apparently multiple propane tanks because the state of California had allowed human beings to live under that freeway to stack those next to those stacked pallets to bring in propane tanks to cook food and to cook drugs. Chris Bray points to a 35-minute video of this thing in this massive explosion of flames. They allowed cars and semis to continue to drive across that freeway, and the flames were so hot and so high that they actually were higher than the top of a semi on a freeway that has to be six or more stories in the air. And they allowed people to continue to drive across that. All it would take is one car to start on fire and you would start a chain event of cars crashing into each other and people dying as they had no choice but to try to flee through the flames or to jump off. Gladly that didn't happen. But understand this. There's been some successes in Los Angeles and let's not ignore that. They have succeeded in painting the lifeguard towers and huts. Remember, uh, what was that? Baywatch. Remember those uh, places where the lifeguards hung out? They succeeded in painting those in pride colors. So don't say they're not doing anything. We are not to say what we see. Our job is to pay the bills. Our job is to own nothing and be happy. Our job is to blissfully pretend that Gavin Newsom is not, in fact, running for office as president when, in fact, Gavin Newsom is running a shadow campaign for president. And we're obviously supposed to trust our betters. USA Today wants you to know something. They wrote a fact check. No, the World Economic Forum didn't order governments to ration water. Isabella Fertel with the USA Today writes, okay, you're right. You're right. The World Economic Forum did not order governments to ration water. The World Economic Forum did not order governments to say, build back better. The World Economic Forum did not order governments to lock down their citizens, access to schools, churches, gyms, and mental health. The World Economic Forum did not order governments to inject people with a gene sequencing device, which has no helpful medical characteristics at all. They didn't order them to do that. They didn't order governments to adopt Build Back Better. They didn't order governments to start testing 15-minute cities as are being tested. They didn't order governments to institute open border policies in a way of paving the world over so that there are no nation states, so that there's one big mass of people living next to each other with different ideals, morals, characteristics, and activity, therefore being at each other's throats because you don't have the ability to create a national identity. And when you do, it's going to be attacked. It's not peacemaking. It's grievance making. It's not slow enough to be peacemaking. You take any group of people who don't know each other, you force them to live right next to each other with different groups of ideals and activities, and you're going to have pressure. They do it on TV shows. It's not that hard to institute. The World Economic Forum didn't order any of that. Nor did they come out and say, hey, we're going to ration water. This is how USA Today fact checks people who've said, hey, it looks like the World Economic Forum is interested in rationing water. Now, why would we say something so utterly ridiculous as the World Economic Forum looks like they're interested in rationing water? Gosh, if there was only a clue. We'll talk about that plus. We're to shut up. If we're not going to help the party, you're to shut up. You can say whatever you want as long as you are helping the party. Help yourselves. Help yourselves in this, this now coming holiday season. We are what? Uh, it's, it's Wednesday. Gosh, we are, is that right? Eight, oh my goodness. Eight days from Thanksgiving. Eight days from when we have a holiday, which is a lot of food. I started my fat loss journey just before Thanksgiving when I was a hundred and let's see, I'd lost the initial 60 pounds. So I was 120 extra pounds of fat when I began this. And I remember talking to one of the people about this, this program of, should I actually start before Thanksgiving? And they showed me some statistics. People can put on 10 to 15 pounds. It's not uncommon to put on eight to 10. People can put on 10 to 15 pounds of fat through the holiday period. Now, I am not telling you, nor am I suggesting for five seconds that you don't enjoy Thanksgiving meal. Absolutely do that. What I'm suggesting is that you have a plan. Remember that tired old statement, if you plan to fail, you're planning to fail. That's, that's, that's truism. Intentionality wins. So go into this holiday season with an intentional plan. If you are not someone who's been successful at dropping fat on your own, may I suggest that your plan is not working? It didn't work last time, and I don't think it might work again this time. So I suggest soda weight loss. Let's start with the planning process. Who does it? A team of professionals, dietitians, nutritionists, and coaches. They're going to create a plan for you. So then what happens? They'll coach you through the plan. With a customized meal plan designed for you, for your lifestyle, for foods that you tend to, that tend to cause cravings, for what time you get up, what time you go to bed, your exercise level, activity level, and your mental approach to this, eighty percent of any life change comes from with the mind. These guys are expert at helping you through any of the things that hold people up from dropping fat. There's also this you're going to get from soda weight loss, 85% of all your food at no extra cost. That is absolutely rolled into the program. Those are trips you do not make to the grocery store. Why do they do that? That seems like a big, big extra step. Why make that commitment? Here's why. Because being hungry will sabotage a plan to drop fat. So, soda weight loss takes the hunger out of dropping fat. My wife and my sister, I've had friends complain about this, complain that they have to eat too much food on soda. Yes, there is a decrease in calories, but that's not how they do it. They shift from where you get the calories. This is not a fad. It's not a junk food thing. In fact, it's something that can get you off of the addiction to junk food. All these factors add up to soda weight loss being number one in client satisfaction and client results. So here's here's the, the choice. Enter the holiday period with no plan, in other words, planning to fail, or go in with a plan from soda weight loss. Simple to get started. Go to soda weight loss, s o-t-a weight loss That's soda weight loss. SOTAweightloss.com It stands for state of the art That's exactly what they are SOTAweightloss SOTAweightloss.com So we're looking at what the party wants us to be And the roles they want us to adopt So we are to own nothing and be happy And we don't own anything You don't own your house You've been renting your house from the moment you bought it And you will always rent your house or your land We don't get to own property They do we are to pay the bills on time. And if not if, you're not, if you're not named Hunter Biden, you get in trouble for not paying their bills. That's the role they want us to have. We are to stop communicating what we so very, very clearly see. Our cities are being destroyed on purpose, and people like Gavin Newsom can't be bothered to care. Gavin Newsom's running for president. There's a plan in the Democrat Party to eventually drop the figurehead. Because they know the figurehead is deeply, deeply unpopular, and he is an insignia for every one of the things that they choose to call failures, which are actually purposeful. So these are the plans they have for us, and it extends to this: do not point out what you so clearly see. USA Today, fact-checked. Now, nah, the World Economic Forum isn't ordering. This is the headline fact check. No, the World Economic Forum didn't order governments to ration water. Here is what a World Economic Forum spokesperson and thinker had to say.
1: In our nation and globally, and did we solve that? Like, did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both out of that kind of global commons perspective, but also the self-interest perspective, because it is it does have that parallel. Okay,
2: let's stop and think. What did they do to try to force people to blackmail people to get injected? Nice job you got there. You're not going to be able to work if you don't get injected. A common good. Hey, you like going to football games? Well, you can't unless you're injected. The common good. Oh, did you want to keep your kids? Oh, well, then we're going to need you to get injected. Oh, did you pay money to go to college? Are you in debt by hundred grand and you're just about to graduate? I am afraid I'm going to need you to go ahead and get injected. So, let's again listen to the rest of her statement. Remember, USA Today said, no, World Economic Forum didn't order governments to ration water. In fact, I don't hear anybody saying that the World Economic Forum orders governments to do anything.
1: It's not only important, but it's also important because we haven't managed to solve those problems, which had similar attributes. And water is something that people understand. Okay, so what are the similar attributes?
2: What was the problem they were trying to solve with the COVID flu? Well, it wasn't that people were dying from it. The World Economic Forum wants 7.5 billion people dead. That wasn't the problem. What was the problem they were trying to solve? That you wouldn't do what they were telling you to do.
1: Climate change is a bit abstract. Some people understand it really well. Some understand it a bit. Some just don't understand it. Water. Every kid knows how important it is to have water. When you're playing football and you're thirsty, you need water.
2: Okay, so when she makes that statement, she is replaced traveling in an airplane, going to a football game, Going to a theater, seeing your kids, having a job, going to school. She's replaced all of those fairly important things with the element that sustains life far before food, often far before shelter, water. She's replaced that in her suggestion.
1: So there's also something about really getting citizen engagement around this and really, in some ways, experimenting with this notion of the common good. Can we actually deliver this time in ways that we have failed miserably other times? And hopefully we won't keep failing on the other things. But so the
2: common good is defined as what? The common good is defined as doing what they tell us to do. That is the common good. So, again, what is our place in their minds? Our place is to say, yes, ma'am, how high? Now, that's kind of a simpleton statement. I mean, it's kind of a banal thing to say. I mean, you're telling me the World Economic Forum wants to run the world. Yes. Well, gee, welcome to the club, genius. But looking at the patterns, Who do they think they are? Who has the power to hide truth? Who has the power to determine that you will never own a thing? Do we own our bodies? Not according to God and not according to them. Do we own the world? Not according to God. Do you own your finances? Not according to God. You're giving your finances to steward. You own your kids, right? Not according to God. You were giving your kids as a gift and a sacred responsibility to steward them towards holiness in Him, in Jesus Christ. What did they own? When they say you will own nothing and you will be happy, Does that include them? When they say, you will own nothing, are they including themselves? We also will own nothing. No. They need to own the world and all the words. Who wants that? Who is abused of the notion that they can own the planet and the dirt and the air and the food and the water? Who is abused of that? Well, of course, it's the enemy. What did they want us to be? If you're renting your car from them, and that car is designed eventually to not take you places if you're not being a good person, who are you actually serving? Yeah, it's that serious to me. Now, this may not happen all at once in our lifetime, but they want it to. And if you have any doubt about the mobility of this and what they're actually planning, listen to the full statement from Thomas Massey. As Massey, I think, continues to be one of the most important members of Congress, he's attempting to stop the kill switch. You'll hear his full statement, but I also want us to make sure that we understand what we're doing here is not something they're going to allow us to continue to do. And what do I mean? I mean, speaking freely. When I explained that I consider America 1.0 to have died, I placed that upon the shoulders of what happened, what they're doing to Douglas Mackey. Douglas Mackey sat down with Tucker Carlson. and I want you to hear some of that conversation because it goes right back to all the roles they have for us, which are very limited. Pay the bills on time. Shut up. Don't say what you see. Understand we own things that you don't. And then get this. You can say whatever you want just so long as it's helpful to the party. And so where does God see us in all this? Well, this might be a way to look at it. In Galatians chapter three, verses twenty-six through twenty-nine. Now, the, the Lord Jesus um, was it, it, through through this um, this work is speaking to Christians. Okay, but the model would exist, I think, for others, but specifically to Christians. So, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. Nor is there male and female, for you're all one in Jesus Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to, his, to the promise. So how does God see us equally? How did Jesus see us equally as Christians? Now, people who are not yet Christian and are coming to him, he sees this differently, created by him, but not yet in the family. Or there's this. Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 28 It's called a mother's request. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, kneeling down and asked a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking. Jesus said to them, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can. They answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those whom they've been prepared for by my father. When the men, when the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. and said, whoever wants to become the greatest among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Does that sound anything like... With the bosses of the air. The princes of the air. The attitude they adopt. You will know them by their fruits. Simply look at the way they are trying to establish godhoods here and then understand the ultimate role they foresee for us. If not worshipping them, serving them. But by serving them, who are we really serving? I just went in and got my uh, nighttime protocol ready. I, I, I've i become a creature of, my, I guess my wife and daughter say it's um, it's kind of ADD. Yeah, that was me dropping a file to my desktop, so sue me, sorry. <laughs> um, it's sort of ADD, uh, or it's obsessive. Uh, my daughter contends that, that I've just become obsessive. And my wife sometimes says, what is not... Uh, um, Kind of militant in treating myself, not them, thankfully. I don't do that. But I'll tell you something. I have found that in discipline, there's just great freedom. So I have a nighttime protocol and it's super helpful for me. So I just went into the bedroom and so I'm going to go tonight. I'm recording and, and I'll go tonight and I will go to my youth group and, and I'll be out late for me. So I set up on the bedstand P3OM. This is from Bioptimizers. It's a prebiotic and a probiotic. I take that before bed. And it helps with digestion of food, helps keep me regular. I'll make sure that I have right next to bed, I have three uh, magnesium breakthrough pills. Now, normally I take that two hours before bed, but I'm going to have it sitting there because I'm going to take an extra dose. When I leave working with the boys, which is always a blast, I'll take three of those as I drive home. Now, understand, magnesium breakthrough helps you sleep, but it doesn't put you to sleep instantly. It warms you up for sleep. It relaxes you. It's a stress management tool bar none, the very best. Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium. And that way it helps handle stress and make sure that carbohydrates and fatty lipids are properly properly absorbed by your body. It helps manage the stress hormone cortisol. So I arrive home ready for sleep. Okay, I do that. I also have throughout the day, mass zemes. After I eat, I consume mass seams, which helps me digest food on the spot. There's so much at Bioptimizers about human potential. It's about aesthetics. Yes, aesthetics. It's about performance. Yes, performance. Longevity and health. And the two guys who founded the company are 100% committed to doing that in an all-natural way. So, stock up on all the Bioptimizers goodness during the Black Friday mega sale. Visit Bioptimizers.com slash Todd and enter code Todd for 10% off any order plus $100 worth of products for free. The special offer is only available at Bioptimizers.com slash Todd, code Todd, and I'll spell it. It's B-I. O P T I M I Z E R S dot com slash todd, com slash todd, code
3: todd.
2: One of the other roles that we're to take is to understand we can say exactly anything we want. If it's helpful for the party. If it's not helpful to the party, we're going to watch as speech is criminalized. Douglas Mackey is the man that I assigned to. He didn't do it. His case is what ended America 1.0. The first amendment to the United States Constitution was the most important of the amendments because that's the founders listed them in order of importance. Being allowed to speak your mind being more important to them than owning a gun. Now think of that to express your conscience, to redress grievances against the government, to practice your religious faith, to associate with people with whom you choose. All more important than owning a gun. Why? I contend because sharing ideas, debate is what keeps us a free people. If you kill the ability to share ideas, to debate topics, you kill freedom because then the government owns all the ideas, all the words, all the word structures, all of the, all, all of the policies, all of the ability to create policy is utterly and completely owned by government, meaning they own thought. Words are expressions of thoughts. The government seeks to own thoughts. What does that mean for us? What role are we to play? They will do the thinking and the expressing. We will do the nodding and the clapping. Does that sound like worship to you? That sounds like worship to me. We've got the thinking handled. So, if you say a thing that's helpful to the party, that's good. If you say a thing that's harmful to the party, that's very, very bad. And they're going to come and get you. Now, not all of us. They're not going to come kicking in the doors right away. They're going to try examples. They tried Alex Jones as an example. Jones is going to have to pay a billion dollars. They intend to ruin him and destroy him. They're using President Trump as an example. You want to stop the war machine? You're going to be serious about exposing what the intelligence services are. Look what we're going to put you through. Look through the relative hell through which we'll put you. What does that sound like? Douglas Mackey is just a guy who made memes. I mean, he's someone's son and and probably brother. He is created by God and he probably, probably, probably got a little bit obsessive about making memes. I'm guessing it seems like he quit his job as an economic analyst and analyst and went kind of full-time into promoting president Trump. And dang it, he was really good at it. He sat down with Tucker Carlson and talked about going to prison for what Tucker Carlson characterizes as mocking Hillary Clinton. You posted this on Twitter. This is a meme. It says, save time, avoid the
0: line, vote from home. And it's got a picture of Hillary Clinton. Text Hillary to this number. Did you make this meme? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't, you didn't create this? No. Where, where'd it come from? I found it uh, on Fortune. Okay, so it was floating around the internet. Yeah, these kind of memes were floating all over the place. And you posted it on Twitter. Why did, what was the point of
2: that? Uh, Well, pardon my French, but it was a post. Yeah. We talked about this a lot at the trial. I testified. uh, Just sort of a joke, rile up everybody, muddy the waters. And uh, mostly just because I thought my audience would find it funny. Did they? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I find it hilarious. You're obviously from Northern England. You have a very dry sense of humor. Very dry.
1: Yeah, I noticed that.
0: I noticed that. So uh, did you get a sense when you posted that 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 was a crime or that it would be perceived as a
2: crime? No, absolutely not. Well, why would you? You live in the United States of America. Making jokes is not a crime. No one who should be allowed near a voting facility Well, we don't have those anymore (laughs) near an envelope. Well, we have them in Idaho. No one who believes that dude on Twitter named Ricky Vaughn is the source of where you can vote. uh, Deserves to or should ever walk near a voting facility. Furthermore, no one did. I, I cannot impress upon people this enough. This man is going to prison. For no victims, no crime, and again, for about the 80th time, a woman who's a well-known entertainer posted the same exact meme, but saying you could vote for Donald Trump. What's our place? Let's know our place. Our place is to use our speaking holes in support of the party. If we speak in ways that do not support the party, they're going to show us you too can be Ricky Vaughn. You too can be made famous. You too could be Alex Jones, owing a billion dollars for saying something wildly stupid and wildly offensive and wildly, hugely hurtful to the families at Sandy Hook. Absolutely. And I know that Jones has apologized for that, and I think Jones means it and of course we could go straight down the list of people who've done this likewise in other ways who will not be punished here's what hillary clinton said about douglas mackey according to mackey so we have to and i want to play this
0: this is from hillary clinton this is from this april so long after you were indicted uh long after after you went on trial and this is hillary clinton describing that meme
4: there was just a trial in brooklyn where a guy who had been one of the main i guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016 Mm -hmm. um he went from what you could consider free speech i mean both nancy and i have pretty thick skins people say all kinds of things about us but he went from that to running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote yeah. So it went from speech yeah. to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of Understand people who guilty. they targeted yeah. through their algorithms. Oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton.
0: So Hillary Clinton, we, I want to deconstruct that in some greater detail in a minute. But it, Hillary Clinton apparently took that very seriously. You were using using, quote, algorithms to subvert the election with that meme.
2: I don't even really know what she means by that. I don't know. How, uh, I guess you post something and it gets taken up into algorithms. I'm not exactly sure. I was surprised that she said that. I Did you have
0: personal algorithms that you
2: used? No. <laughs> OK. Now It's just copy, paste and click a button.
0: Yeah. So like everyone else on social media, you see something funny, you post it.
2: That's right. There is an algorithm. Right now, Twitter's doing their algorithm where they show conservatives uh, tweets from liberals because they like to have people argue. Because though Elon Musk owns it, he's not the savior of free speech that everybody wants him to be. Far, far better. He's in it to make money and God bless him for doing it. And he's been far, far better. He revealed what that machine is about. So they're doing that. It's, it's, it's Twitter's algorithm. It's not Douglas Mackey's algorithm. What, like what, like with a cloth? That algorithm, Hillary? And again, the falsehoods that this woman spread with her opposition research on Donald Trump, which was all lies. Which one is more serious? Which one changed votes? The Twitter algorithm that hid the Hunter Biden story. And that wasn't just an algorithm. It was a decision from on top that hid that. The intelligence officials who signed a letter they knew was a lie saying Trump was a Russian asset predicated upon the lies of that woman. She gets to criticize him and laugh as he goes to prison. And so what is our role? Our role is to praise God. They hated Jesus first. They hated the Lord Jesus first. You are in very good company. For if you're loved by the world, you're in the side of the world. The world did not love Jesus. The world does not. Love Jesus. If we have any doubts as to the further place the party wants us, consider this. Um, the big time criminal defense attorneys for Fulton County, Georgia, have filed a motion to withdraw from the case. Why would they do that? Did Fulton County run out of money? I doubt it, because if they want more money, they take more money. Well, here's funny kind of coincidence um there has been an order in place for a very long time to allow the defense to inspect 150,000 mail-in ballots alleged to be fraudulent uh why were they alleged to be fraudulent there were no creases in them they were stacked in perfect order in other words they had never been through the mail the circles on them were perfect, black circles. All of them, the same, uniform, as if they came out of a printer. A judge dismissed that, but an appeals court allowed the case to go forward. That judge has been illegally delaying the process. At Microsoft, we call this embrace and extinguish. If there was a project that someone, let's say you're a boss, you're a VP and there's someone working on something that could, that could torpedo your project. You as a VP might say, Hey, I want to help you with your project. Someone tried to do this to me and they tried to absorb my video project, uh, which became a product group and then a, a bigger product group. But anyway, this guy tried to embrace it. And I went back to my boss and said, Oh my gosh, I just had this fantastic meeting with this senior vice president and here's what he wants to do. And, and we should really work with him. And I know I I want to keep this under your P and L, but what could we do? And my boss, Charlie said, Todd, let me tell you what he's doing. It's called embrace and extinguish. Here's something he's working on. It is your product is far ahead. It's a competitor to him. He's not trying to help you, Todd. He's trying to extinguish your product and probably your career because you're a threat. So could it be that this big time law firm knows that these ballots are fraudulent and they don't want any part of that? See, we're in our place. We're not supposed to say, how did 150,000 mail-in ballots go through the mail, but without being folded? How did they come back with perfect uniform circles? And why can't we look at them? Indeed, why can't we? So what role do they want us to have? Well, one role they want us to have is to choose as our defenders, people like Ronna Romney, the woman who contends to run the RNC. Listen to her with Laura Ingram.
4: All right. Joining me now, Ronna McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Ronna, thanks so much for being with us. Um, Vivek and others are saying that under your leadership, Republicans have lost election after election and positing the question, you know, why should you retain your job, given the track record of the party under your leadership? And to that, what do you say?
3: Well, first, I'm going to continue to focus on Joe Biden and Democrats. And I think there was a moment missed during that debate by Vivek to talk about the fact that we still have 13 American hostages in Israel, The fact that for the first time ever in the history of either party, we had a Jewish co-sponsor for a debate and we are in very perilous times in our country. And I do think Republican voters, and I hear this echoed all the time, are tired of the circular firing squad within our party. And they're saying, can we please talk about Joe Biden and the Democrats and the border and fentanyl and crime and what's happening to our kids and inflation. But I'll definitely defend my record as chair. Listen, yeah, I mean, Rana, I think, Rana, I think, C- I,
4: I agree with you. Let me just say, I, I mean, all that, all that you just said, I, I couldn't agree with more. But, and, and you're right. I mean, obviously, that, that, that should be a key focus. But. I, I know you believe in accountability. You, you talk about it all the time. I mean, everyone, I mean, I I'm do. accountable, so me you're right. Some accountability. Okay. That's what I asked you when you went into another, you know, another conversation. Yeah, I was going to go there.
3: Sorry. I took too long on the answer, but I was getting there. I'm not trying okay. to avoid anything. Right. Let me promise you that, Laura. Listen, when, when Vivek didn't vote in 2016, I was leading Michigan to the first win in history in 30 years. In 2018, we defied the odds. We got three senators, people like Josh Hawley, that allowed President Trump to build the Largest conservative majority on the Supreme Court. In 2022, the RNC, which is a yeah. turnout machine, right? We're not the messengers. We don't create the messages for the campaigns. Those are the consultants who get very, very well paid. Well, one of the things, though,
4: that happened was uh, I think in Virginia, people were wondering where the money was, whether they were going to get some help from the RNC. Listen to this. And listen I, to I this. know it, at one point you said that, that you were not asked for money in Virginia, but a source, a Republican source familiar with. The Youngkin team in Virginia told The Angle late tonight that that is false. And well, there, just... meaning your story keeps changing. Anyone who thinks Virginia Republicans wouldn't want to help when we knew we'd be outspent isn't being serious. You know, Rana, well, they were Laura, outspent by $8 million.
3: Dollars. Glenn Youngkin did a phenomenal job and he raised a lot of money. A lot of people don't understand fundraising. I can't raise state dollars. I don't get unlimited convention and and state dollars. Uh, And these were state House and state Senate races. The RNC is a federal committee. So, I mean, come on.
2: Okay, come on. I worked there on the leadership team and you, Ronna Romney McDaniel, are a liar. You can do matching funds. You can do... Uh, GOTV funds. You can do polling funds, research funds. You're lying. You can do sta- transfers to state parties. You can absorb the costs of state parties. I absorbed the cost of the website creation for, I think, at the end of the day, I think we ended up doing 40 some state party websites on one platform with our money. But that's not our role. Our role is to say, Ronald Romney McDaniel is our leader. Who is our leader? Who do we serve? And in case anyone question the ultimate on this, of course, it's to be the gods of this world, to be the gods of the air, to make sure that we understand our place. Pay the bills on time. Do not speak of that which we see. If we speak out and use that free speech, make sure it supports the party. And, of course, to do as we're told and to serve them. In Romans 13, we are to follow the authorities. So long as the authorities do not tell us to violate the word of God. I'm very well convinced that following them at all can amount to a lie. If we do not speak truthfully about what they're doing, they do intend to make sure you will travel at their pleasure. They do intend to limit the food supply. They are destroying the, the cities on purpose. They are opening the borders as part of a cultural revolution. Our authority in the United States is ultimately the Constitution, I think, inspired by God. I'm not here to say this is easy. My request of you is that you prayerfully think about your role and how to respond to what they are demanding that we become and the role they demand we play. Thank you, God. You never did say it would be easy. You said, don't be surprised when you face troubles in this world, because you will. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding us they hated you first, and we find ourselves in good company when we're hated by the world. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and make every effort to wear the light of Christ.